Hello, friend, and welcome to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the state of the divine flow as well as any questions I might receive from the human collective consciousness. Enjoy! For those of you that don't know, my book, my first book, is now out. It is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a child of love. And this book is going to change your life. This book is about manifestation. I also wanted to let you know that I have charged it personally for anybody that purchases this book to literally set you up with the right frequencies for abundance. Literally, this book is going to be a true catalyst in your life. I'm not kidding you guys. There is real white magic that is working through this book. There is a barrier to entry that, you know, I as a being of light, I, I have my own guides that work with me. Um, they wanted to have a barrier to entry on the ancient knowledge that came through this book, right? Hence the price. But... But if you feel serious about unlocking your abundance, this is the book for you guys. I'm not kidding. It's going to work with your body, with your energy field on more levels than one. It is a multi-layered book. There are only a few books like that on the face of planet Earth today. It is quite rare. So if you want to check it out and if you want to really literally notice and see the big difference of, and having your life transform, highly recommend you get yourself a copy. Do yourself a favor. You'll thank me later, I promise. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. How are you, uh, my darlings? How are you? It is that time of year again. It is the end of December, so I am called to do my predictions for next year. I'm called to step into my role of uh, the Oracle, I guess, if, um, if you will. And we will talk about what awaits us in 2022. 21 has been an interesting year. It's been a year of coming into your balance. That's kind of how I coined it. It's been a year of a balancing act for a lot of you. Um, it has been a year of going within and understanding what makes you happy. What are the things that are serving you? What are the things that are no longer serving you? I will tell you that the year 2021 has been all about making your own choices, about personal empowerment. In other words, you were the main character in your own story. More so in 2021 than ever before. And what I mean by that is 2021, you were incredibly empowered, whether you felt that way or not, to make shifts in your life that are personally yours, right? There was nothing in the way, in other words, of you making choices. In fact, if you look at on the other face or facet of finding balance, it was a year of making choices and making big life decisions for a lot of you, whether that is family, whether that is meaning coming into a relationship or um, stepping down from a relationship. And most of you actually ended up going through breakup, divorce, 
and, you know, uh, breaking of the bonds, whether that is with your, I don't know, former significant other, husband, wife, or even the breaking of the bonds between friends. There's been a lot of loss of friendship in 2021. And I don't mean it in a morbid way, but I mean it in actually a sense of liberation is the collective vibration of humanity as it comes to releasing those bonds that no longer serve you. So that has been the energy of, you know, um, 21. You were empowered essentially to make choices and decisions around your career path, you know, what serves you, what no longer serves you, how you want to spend your time, you know, what should, what you should be spending more time on versus less time on, right? So that was the year of 2021. Overall, a really good year, um, a really pivotal year for humanity, um, although not without its ebbs and flows, maybe emotionally not the easiest year. And now, of course, we're walking into 2022. 2022 is a charged year. It is one of the master years. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but in numerology, 22 is a master number. It's a number of a master builder. So there is a concept of a in um, in numerology of a life path number, which is essentially your um, you take a birthday, uh, month, date day and year and you essentially come up with uh one number which is a life path number and generally speaking it is one through nine that you get but there are three master numbers right uh which is 11 22 and 33 and so number 22 is considered to be a master number in numerology which means that it is an almost like a number of higher vibrations higher caliber and specifically as it relates to year 2022, what this signifies to us is that this is not normal year. Or by normal, should I say, this is not your average year. If you do pay attention to what happens in 2022, it's going to be a very pivotal year. It's going to be a very meaningful year. It's going to be a year that sets up a lot of, it sets up the foundation in some ways or rather demolishes maybe the foundation in order for the new foundation to be built fresh from scratch very often. But looking back at 2022, this is going to be one of those years that is very meaningful for humanity at large and each of you individually. So do pay attention to um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today so that you are best prepared for what's to come. As always, I do this with the intention of delivering the messages in a way that you could consider yourself, you know, both warned, but also equipped to deal with whatever change is going to come about, as well as, you know, my big intention is to obviously do this with your greater good in mind, right? So it is not my intention to put you or help you essentially or enable you to manifest a suboptimal future. That is absolutely not what we're doing here. But, you know, it is my job and it is my purpose to give you the truth exactly how I see it, right? So with that, if I were to label year 2022, I would call it the year of karmic returns and karmic relationships. 
There, I said it. Now, there are a lot of energies, just so you understand the kitchen and the behind the scenes of this. There are a lot of energies that I need to consider to be able to label the year in any way, shape, or form. I have to consider astrology. I have to consider the planetary positions, right? Um, the zodiac. I have to consider the numerology. I have to consider the human collective. I have to consider what are the energies that we're graduating from. So the energies of 2021. I have to consider the energies we're graduating into, which, is, which are the energies of 2023. I have to consider each one of you individually as well as all of you collectively. And I also have to consider where the system is, what the matrix is, right? That macro factors that we all are living into for 2022. Now, all of that being considered, you know, there's a lot of depth. There are a lot of layers to what I have to look at before I can coin what the year is going to be all about. In the following few minutes, I will explain to you, you know, what I saw. We're going to start peeling off some layers of what's to happen. Um, and then obviously I'm going to explain exactly why year 2022 is going to be the year of karmic returns and karmic relationships. Now, obviously a year is a fairly long time and humanity is a fairly, is a fairly diverse group of beings, right? So there are exceptions to every rule. And so I'm going to try to provide color and I'm going to try to provide layers so that there, you know, each of you is going to be able to find something, you know, and discard something else. So find something for yourself that you would resonate with and, you know, whatever does not resonate, uh, perhaps that's not for you. One thing I will tell you is maybe let, let's start getting into the detail. So let's start maybe with the numerology um, of 2022. So you see in year 2022, uh, there's a lot of twos, right? There are three twos as we're writing it out. So um, the numerology of number two is going to come front and center, which is the karmic relationship aspect. And then when you add up the numbers in the year 2022, another thing that becomes abundantly clear is that the number actually of this year, the numerology, the final calculation for this year is number six, right? So it's two plus two plus two. And so essentially we are walking into a year that is ruled by a combination, a dichotomy, a dance, a, symbi a symbiosis of number six and number two that makes up the six, right? So we need to factor both of these into account as we're trying to examine the energies of 2022. Let's maybe start with six, because that is the pivotal number. That is the number one thing that's probably a great takeaway. And that is one of the main reasons why I decided to label this year the year of karmic returns. Six is a very complex number. The energy of the six is a very complex number. Because it represents both duality and polarity of things as well as the dance of those things coming into equilibrium, right? So remember how I said number five is um, essentially the harmony and balance? Number six is the struggle to get to that balance, as well as at some level, 
and down the road it could represent balance and equilibrium, like the perfect equilibrium of two polarities, or all of the polarities, if you will, right? Um, however, to get there is always a journey. Getting there is always a lot of trouble. Six is a very layered number. Six is a not very easy number. Um, because it represents polarity, six is going to have the energies of light. It's going to have the energies of darkness. It's going to have the energies of good. It's going to have the energies of bad. Um, it's going to have essentially the full spectrum. But again, it's a very, it's a very polarizing number. So this is not going to be a middle of the road year. This is going to be the year of extremes. That's what you would take from number six. The highs of the six are really high and the lows are really low. A really, really good representation of six, if we look at sacred geometry, is the Star of David. Geometrically speaking, the Star of David are two intersecting triangles. And so like, let's maybe dive a little bit deeper into the symbol, right? So you have your upward triangle, right? A triangle that looks up, right? Um, an equilateral triangle looking up, which represents the divine masculine principle, right? And then you have a downwards facing triangle, which represents the feminine principle, the great feminine principle. The two intertwine to give you a six pointed star, the star of David, also called the star of Solomon, you know, and then, and then depending on uh, the pantheon, it, it has other names and, and, and depending on um, the geography, shall we say, right? So that is symbolically what the perfect six looks like. It's the balancing of the two polarities, in this particular case, the masculine and the feminine, to build the Merkaba, or like the body of light of a being. However, you know, as I'm looking at the energies of the year, I cannot just look at the numerology of the year at face value. That would be too simple. I have to factor in where we are, right? Because not every year that has a numerology of the six is going to be a copy paste of the other. And so that is where I have to use, you know, discernment um, in, you know, figuring out which facet of the six of this number is going to play out. And unfortunately, the part that's going to play out next year is not the part of equilibrium and it's not the part of balance, but it is the struggle of getting there. And as part of that, Number six is also cosmically. Uh, six stands for karma. Um, so it stands for, it's the number of the karmic board, uh, which is a board of beings that determines how much karma a being can take in a particular incarnation. So say you're a soul planning an incarnation and you want to deal with this whole bag of karmic debt. The, cosmic, uh, the karmic board is going to look at it Look at your resources that you're taking with you. Look at what you plan for the incarnation and is going to either approve the amount of karma you want to address or is going to force you to hold back. Or sometimes the karmic board also decides that you haven't taken on enough karma, right? So every time we descend into this incarnation, there are three to seven major karmic knots, circumstances, patterns that you take with you in, in order to transcend, a big chunk of your life is run by those patterns. So number six, from this perspective, like I said, is, is the number of the karmic board. It is the number that represents karma in numerology and in cosmology. What does this mean? 
in year 2022, humanity is going to come front and center. We're going to get the first uh, seat in the first row as it relates to our own karma as individuals, right? Our like individual karma, our familial karma, right? The karma that runs with families, within families. And the karma of us as a collective. So karma of countries, karma of regions, karma of towns and cities, karma of collective humanity, the entirety of planet Earth. Yeah, so the master year is going to get us essentially through all layers, the macro to the, ma uh, the micro to the macro, right? No stone is going to remain unturned. Yeah, what do I mean by a karmic return? Karmic return is essentially where, where you either have to pay the bill or the universe pays your bill for you, depending on what transpired. So the one thing, and I think the one part that really is worth clarifying here is when I say karmic year, it doesn't mean that it's going to be all doom and gloom. Karmic return is merely a concept that says you reap what you sow, right? So essentially, this year, we're going to come full circle. Um, this, essentially, we're at the end of a loop. The loops are going to be different depending on the individual if we're talking personal level. So each of you individually is coming to the end of your karmic cycle. What karma is going to be released, whether you'd like it or not. Some of you are going to be tested quite a lot in this coming year. Tested according to your personal blueprint and according to your personal design, based on what you're meant to be tested for, based on what you came here to transcend, right? So how far back are we going? How far, you know, what, you know, essentially a lot of the karma that is going to come front and center is going to bubble up to the surface is going to be past life stuff, but it doesn't have to be past life stuff. It, the loop that we're closing some people are going to be closing their seven-year loop. Enough people are going to be closing their 14-year loop. And some people are going to be closing their 28- to 30-year loop, right? Unfortunately, transcending karma on planet Earth is not always very straightforward. It's not a straight line A to B. So very often, when a soul chooses to transcend a certain chunk of karma, they would come here with good intentions. They descend veil of forgetfulness, all the good stuff, they forget all about it, and they make the same mistake again, right? Now, the good news about karma, especially the karmic nod that you came here to transcend, until you transcend it, it's going to keep coming back to you like a bad movie. It's like, oh, I've seen this before. Um, very often, the reason you've seen this before is because you have not learned your karmic lesson yet. This is your golden chance. This is your golden opportunity. What signifies years like this one? The years of karmic return. Like I said, the ups are really high. The highs are really high. The downs are really low, right? So it's going to be a year of contrast. Mark my words, you are going to have some of the happiest times and some of your lowest lows next year. And it's also going to happen quite unexpectedly, like out of nowhere. So the energies of Uranus are, uh, you know, quite strong there, right? There, you know, there are going to be things like shakeups that are quite unexpected 
for you individually, for your families, as well as for humanity as a whole. There are going to be things that come seemingly out of nowhere, right? Do you remember how I told you that 2021 was all about, you know, you being empowered to make your own choices? 2022 is not going to feel that way. 2022 is going to feel like you have a weight, like a heavy weight on your shoulders and it weighs you down, whether that's responsibilities, whether that's your patterns, whether that's your, you know, whatever that your form of weight is, you know, whatever your karma is, it's going to feel stronger than you are in certain points. Because when, when that returns to be transcendent, when karma returns to be transcendent, right, the way that you're feeling is not just whatever you whatever's going on in the moment. Let's say your the thing that you came here to transcend is quitting mid-sentence. Let's say that is your karmic thing, right? For instance, you tend to start new projects, but you're quitting mid-sentence. Like you feel like you can never finish what you set out to do. Let's say that that is your karmic nod that you came here to transcend. The problem with 2022 is this. Say you have a situation, right? Like a project, you're really excited and it started whenever. And then you come, it, it comes to a halt and you're starting to feel this old pattern come up where you don't feel like finishing or whatever is that thought or feeling or emotion that tends to stop you is going to come front and center. The weight of that feeling, emotion or thought though is going to be equal to the weight of the karmic knot itself. What I mean by that is it's going to feel bigger than this one decision. It's going to essentially collect every other experience that happened before this time from the beginning of time, right? And it's going to add it up. So it's going to be an additive type of knot or type of like karmic experience, right? where you're not just dealing with stuff in the moment, but you literally feel the weight of all of the stuff that you have assembled and you have accumulated throughout this life and potentially other incarnations that you've had, right? So in other words, the reason karma is, transcending karma is potentially problematic is because your patterns, how you usually act that you're trying to change has a pull, it's a magnet. And that magnet has a lot of weight so actually, there is a well-trodden path. There is the answer that, you know, if it was a multiple choice test, you tend to pick all the time. It's the same answer. It just tends to be the wrong answer. Let's say you always go for answer A. The correct answer is actually answer C, tough luck, right? So as you're trying to select answer C, and in this particular case, carry on with this project, what you're going to have to deal with is all the baggage from all this, like, I don't know, for, from a while ago, from all the times you kept selecting A, answer A, if that makes sense. The good news about karma is you reap what you sow works both ways. In other words, karma is not all negative. Karma can be a positive thing, right? So it's not about transcending certain, I don't know, negative patterns? What about the positive patterns that you have? What about all the light that you have created? What about all the hard work, all the honesty, all the truth speaking, right? All the help that you've rendered to people around you who are in need or in danger or what have you. 
all of those things have added up and they have been adding up for the same amount of years, right? That the bad stuff has. So essentially the years where you have to pay back, back karma, also the years where it's kind of, you know, is the scale, right? You know, that both sides of the scale are going to get actualized, right? So for a lot of you that have been, you know, living the life aligned, living the life on the path, helping others, working towards maybe planetary goals or some collective goals or helping out, you know, your neighbors or your family, etc., etc. All of the ones that have been in service of light are going to start experiencing seemingly serendipitous occurrences, random or synchronicitous, synchronous meetings, as well as just gifts from God, for the lack of a better term, gifts from the universe that come out of nowhere. And that could range anywhere from somebody randomly helping you with something you've been struggling for years random sums of money and checks or inheritance or, I don't know, winning lotteries and all these other things that just happen out of nowhere. Um, I don't know, contracts that you have been working on for years, all of a sudden are going to get signed and it's going to be super seamless or easy, you know? So in other words, it's, if, if you have good karma, right? If, if the universe is grateful to you, you're going to start getting payments for that gratitude, right? Um, in other words, you're going to be showered with abundance. You're going to be showered with love. You're going to be showered with all these opportunities, right? Now, we very often we have a mix, right? Very often our karma is not just one way. Um, we are, after all, complex beings. So most of us have amassed some amount of negative karma, some amounts of positive karma, right? So that is precisely why the highs are going to be high and the lows are going to be low. Because, you know, one month you may be going through getting the gifts of gratitude from the universe. Next month, it can be the complete opposite. I will tell you, remember how I told you that if there was like, if there was one image, right, that comes to me, um, when we're talking about 2021, you know, remember how I told you, imagine that you're in the tumultuous sea and there is a piece of ice and you're standing on this small piece of ice maneuvering, trying to find balance because, and you're, you're really worried that that piece of ice is going to flip, flip over essentially. And you're going to just end up in the cold, cold waters. I will tell you that the image for this year, right, is this. Imagine that you were floating on an island. Now, it may be like a little bit of a bigger island. It's not necessarily, it felt sturdier, right, in the ocean. Now, it's not a tumultuous ocean, by the way. It's like a normal ocean, a regular ocean, right? Now, the, option, the ocean has its, you know, it can get moody, but the water is the water. And the perfect analogy for this year is this. I would call it the crumbling, <laughs> Essentially, what you would experience is that little island is starting to crumble under your feet. Make no mistake, that island is going down. The island is going to be submerged underwater. Now, you get to make a choice here. Do you essentially go down with the island, with a ship, or do you swim? 
do you sink or do you swim? That is what you're going to have to make a choice, like about and around. This is unfortunately not yet the year where you get to migrate to a new island, do a massive start over, you know, hit your targets, all of that good stuff. Not yet. We're not yet building the new world. But the old world, we're going to have to say no to. And we're going to have to say goodbye to, in other words, right? We're going to have to get really, really, really good at releasing. That's why another phase of year 2022 is the year of releasing. Releasing everything. Decluttering. Releasing your mental constructs that no longer work for you. Releasing the emotions that are no longer you, that cannot get you into the future version of you that you're trying to go. Releasing relationships. Releasing old patterns. Releasing how you used to react to things. Releasing physical objects as well. The more you can actually declutter, release, and shed, the easier it is going to be for you to go through 2022. There's enough karmic baggage in each of you that the last thing you need is to be weighed down by the material baggage as well, right? So doing things like, you know, clearing up your closet, giving away all the things that you don't possibly need, doing the same thing with your kitchen, like distashing the kitchen, distashing your medicine cabinet, all the things that, you know, no longer belong. Or if you just have, I don't know, one room in your house or in the garage that is filled with quote unquote trash and all the things that you no longer need, but you haven't gotten around to throwing out, this is your moment. Part of that, you know, that's going to help you start releasing karma. It's going to help you start releasing patterns. Old programming. Because all of the things that you hold on to the physical contain vibrations that you had when you got aligned with that object, right? Whether you purchased it, whether you got, you know, whether somebody gifted it to you, it doesn't really matter. There was a time in the past where you, when you aligned with that object, now, that time may be long gone, but you still have it in your closet. That vibration is still in your closet. If we're talking about a year of a karmic return and a karmic release, the last thing you want to do is hold on to your old stuff, your old vibration. Now, does it mean that 100% of you are going to release old karma? Not so fast. I would say not so fast. Would you be presented with an opportunity to release all karma? Yes, absolutely. In other words, how do you know that you're smack in the middle of it? If something unexpected happened to you, mark my words, right? If you're in 2022, all of a sudden you get a curveball, something out of the left field, something you did not expect, most likely it's karma. You would want to meditate on this and remember any other similar type situations? What is this a pattern for? What has happened to you before that felt like that? Right? And that's how you start unpacking. Remember how you acted in that circumstance. Whatever you did, if this karmic knot is still with you, was not the right call. It was not the right decision. It was not the right choice. So don't pick the same thing if you're looking to transcend your karma right? Like I said, this is the year to close the loop. This is the year to let all of the things 
that no longer belong in the best version of your future go. So get good at letting things go. Get good at releasing. And also understand that there is nothing essentially wrong with you. But it is just one of those moments in in time where things are meant to be worked through. I'll explain why. So why has the universe created this karmic release years? Like why do we need collectively all these karmic return years? The answer is life gets really busy. So you come here into this incarnation and you essentially descend into a soup of happening. So all these things are happening already. You know, you walked into a blueprint from your parents, into a particular family that was already happening. They had all these mental patterns that were already happening. They had their karma that was already happening. You know, their the political situation was already happening. The so- social economic situation was already happening. There, there was all this happening. There was all this matter floating around in ether that has been created, right? Essentially, the game has been set. Has been set not just for you individually. It has been set and it is entirely in motion. This whole picture is dynamic, right? It's moving. It's a moving target. Now, um, there are a lot of things pre-planned in Cosmos. You know, all the big revolutions, all the big pandemics, what have you. You know, they all align to the planets. The planets are not random, you guys. Whoever created the Matrix has planned certain planetary movements, no pun intended, so that certain, like, in in other words, so the game is interesting to play. Because if nothing is happening, it becomes really, really boring really, really quickly, right? So you need some, like, larger bodies, in this case planets, moving around, coming in contact with with one another, having relationships with one another, because those planets and their movements mimic what happens in the uh, microcosm, which is planet Earth, in this particular uh, example. So, because you essentially are walking into this soup of happening, or you're walking into a play or a movie that is in motion, right, The movie doesn't start when you walk in. The movie doesn't end when you walk out. It's an ongoing thing. At the same time, right, you have like a duplicate mission. A, you want to experience the happening is why you come here at this particular point in time. You want to experience the settings. You want to experience the people. You want to experience the macro factors exactly how they are. However, the second point in the second mission is for you to work on your personal karma, right? That's where your ego steps in. That's the, uh, you know, that's why you're so attached to it, right? And the reason that you in the picture matters so much to you, outside of the obvious, is that you also came to work through your personal karma. Now, the years of karmic return, karmic years, are really, really important because it's like a reminder. You know how you need to have a bookmark to remind yourself what page you stopped reading at to find your place? Same same concept here. Human beings need to be reminded because, again, it's a veil of forgetfulness. They need to be reminded that they need to deal with karma and finally transcend. And so these karmic years are pre-planned for the entirety of planet Earth. 
And just like clockwork, you're going to hit them every once in a while. This is, in general, good news, you guys. That means that you can solve all of these things like a pro and like a champ and move on to bigger and better things. I will tell you that big, big, big upgrades for both of you individually and humanity as a whole are impossible until and unless you start transcending your own karma. Because one of the ways to imagine karma, and I'm in this particular case, I'm talking about karmic knots, so I'm talking about negative karma. Because you can, you know, if you have good karma, you accumulate it, you can keep accumulating it um, until there's payday. Uh, but with negative karma, it's like a weight, um, like a lead like if it's like there was a sphere of lead that was tied to your body like an anchor and it was pulling you down constantly. If you're trying to evolve, if you're trying to go to the next step, if you want to flip the page and, you know, get experiences that are fundamentally different from what you were exposed to in the past, then transcending your karma is the rite of passage. It's the doorway. It's the entry point. In other words, and let's talk cosmically, planet Earth, the Schumann resonance, the vibrations of the planet are rising. Humanity can't quite become a vibrational match for that long term because the vibrations of planet Earth are rising pretty fast. So we need to shed some of our baggage so we can keep being the vibrational match to the planet that we live on, if that makes sense. So this is your golden chance and this is your golden moment to make some of the decisions that are going to be most pivotal, not just for you in this incarnation, but also for your soul. So when you transcend, you know, when you <laughs> transcend this experience, when you complete this incarnation, there's going to be a tally of like, this is what you did and this is what you didn't do, blah, blah, blah. And these are the things that, you know, you're proud of and some of the things you're maybe not so proud of. I guarantee you a lot of the things that are going to be this big fat, you know, they're literally going to be written in bold on that list, on the bullet point list, on the tally. Enough of them are going to happen in 2022 or similar years of karmic return. Okay, so that's the numerology of number six. <laughs> that's where we got with that. Why don't we look at the numerology of number two? Again, Every number is very layered. In fact, you know, if, if we only have one through nine in terms of numerology, zero through nine and a few master numbers to work through, wouldn't you agree that it is a fairly, fairly rudimentary way of trying to divide the whole happening in the entire universe or in the entire planet Earth um, if you're trying to condense all of those experiences into just a few numbers? So... Number two is the number of divine feminine. However, and so, you know, it stands for a lot of beautiful things. It stands for feminine energy being manifested. So if we kind of like look at the numerology, right? The first feminine number is zero. Zero represents a great cosmic void, meaning the feminine energy that hasn't yet taken shape or taken form. It is the great everything before things materialize, right? Two is the first divine feminine number after zero. 
and it is your first number of the feminine spectrum that has materialized. So it's femininity materialized is what's interesting about it. But two is also all about relationships. Because we start with one. One is the great masculine principle. One is all about ego. One is all about me. One is all about um, the air- energies of Aries, right? The first, um, the first uh, sign of the zodiac. It's all about me, me, me. What's my vision? What do I want? What are my priorities, right? That's the masculine. It's a very active energy. Energy of the two is Taurus, um, the feminine, which is it's all about us, right? It's it's um, that's where you get the the relationship thing going. Right? That is where you start understanding that it's not just all about you. But in fact, your quality of life is incredibly dependent on others. And that is why, right? And by the way, so the, the way we would read this is if two is responsible for relationships, if two is responsible for socializing, if two is responsible for everything from your significant other, because that's your other half, right? One of the two, as well as your familial relationships, as well as your relationships with your colleagues, as well as anything romantically that you have going on, as well as relationships with larger groups of people. One to many, many to one. That's also a relationship. But don't forget, two in this particular case, right? And that is the aspect of the two that's really going to play out in this year, in this coming year. Two is colored by the energies of the six. So essentially, it's colored by that same karmic hint or karmic cue, if you will. So here we're dealing with all kinds of karmic relationships. So pay attention next year to all of the relationships that are coming to your life. That means all of the people that you meet and that you win and all of the people that you lose. Chances are enough of them are karmic, right? If some, uh, what does this mean? If you meet a lot of, you know, if you meet a new person, that's a karmic relationship, chances are it's going to be a relationship that goes from zero to a hundred very, very quickly. These are also, they, these may be the people that feel very familiar to you. Depending on how plugged in you are, you may start getting downloads from them about or about them from the Akashic Records, meaning you may start just getting glimpses of your past lives together. And that is unprompted, you guys. Like you won't even need to try. It's like to that degree. And then you can become extremely fast friends or like extremely fast lovers. Like again, zero to a hundred. Like this is the year where you may, you know, literally go on a few dates with someone and then be like, you know what, let's just move in together. That type of deal. That type of deal. What other examples of karmic relationships? You may, be, you may get accidentally pregnant without planning on it and, and, and get a karmic relationship kid in your life. That could be it. Um, you may get, um, I don't know, somebody appear in your life um, as a mentor or a teacher, again, out of nowhere. 
because very often you know people like seek this karmic relationships for a while like oh they keep like this meaningful they they um a lot of people search for meaningful relationships next year you're not going to have to look that hard because again all of your karma is going to rain down it it's raining <laughs> it's going to rain it's going to storm <laughs> so the good all, all your good relationships all your bad ones you know they're all going to kind of like start pouring like it's it's going to be you know it's again their relationships is going to be a pivotal topic, whether you'd like to be in one, but by that, by one, I mean like whether you'd like to be in a relationship or you don't, somehow, some way they're going to come front and center. And again, it comes to gaining new people, gaining all the relationships, as well as losing people. Sometimes you're meant to lose people. That's part of karma. Sometimes you're meant to go through a breakup, a divorce, a parting. Sometimes you're meant to cut somebody out of your life or unfortunately be cut out of somebody else's life. And it's not that always you get a very logical explanation with 24 different reasons why. The partings can be pretty abrupt in year 2022. It's not necessarily the kind of partings that you're going to get like, prep for and a pep talk for no they can they can really come out of nowhere so really pay attention and again there's only so much you can do when karma is here to start clearing the tally trying to hold on to the relationships or trying to prevent them from happening is like trying to hold on to the wind good luck it's not going to happen right so the best thing you can do during the years of karmic re returns is surrender. Surrender really is your mantra. The only way to minimize friction during these kinds of pivotal years is surrender. Surrender of the heart, surrender of the body, surrender of the spirit, surrender of the mind. Not that we're talking about the body. Yeah, the karma of the body, man, is going to come front and center next year. What does that mean? All kinds of medical stuff is coming right up our alley. Things that you get diagnosed with that you didn't know you had or miraculous healings both ways, like literally both ways, right? And again, completely out of nowhere. A lot. So be ready and be prepared. Also, go easy on your body. The years of karmic returns are incredibly taxing on your physical energy. Um, so you don't want to keep pushing beyond what your body wants to willingly give. So this is not the year to expect 3x, 5x from yourself. You're going to have to go easy, which again is part of surrender. Right? You're going to have to surrender to the flow a little bit. You're going to have to surrender to the stream of this wide beautiful river we call life swimming upstream trying to work extra hard at fixing your circumstances may not always be the best course of action surrender is the name of the game now at the same time for those of you again who are um, a little bit more plugged in you may start feeling your calling deep 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 in your bones 
but also very loud. So a lot fewer of you are going to start becoming or feeling like you're confused about what your purpose is or what your mission is or what you came here to do. In fact, enough of you may start getting messages about exactly what you're meant to do, exactly what the universe wants you to do, exactly what your higher self wants you to do, down to a T. They may be like, hey, go write this book. Or they may be like, go and apply to this job. Or some of you are like, go and buy this lottery ticket. Whatever that is for you, you know, you may start getting very specific guidance, right? Because again, part of that is the karma. Because also, karma again is like the pool. Like what are the things that you're meant to address? What are the things that have been collecting and accumulating? So your mission is essentially a target that you set for yourself, right? With your higher self, or essentially your higher self did. And so there is an energetic pool that is created in your life and in the ether towards that target, right? So essentially, subconsciously, you remember what is that end destination? What is the path that you wanted to walk? What are you here fighting for? And so part of the blessing of the karmic, the year of the karmic return is certain things that have been veiled before, that have been hidden, that have been occult, are starting to come to the surface. But that is not necessarily for humanity at large. This is true for individuals. So pay attention about, or, or pay attention to any guidance from spirit that you may get in this year, because it's extremely pivotal. Guidance from spirit could come in the form of symbols. It could come through your dreams, dream state. It could come through your meditations. It could come through certain people that you meet that are messengers for you, right? And by the way, if the message from that messenger person is indeed from the higher forces, they would resonate different. They would hit different. It's almost like you would meet a person and it would be normal, normal, normal. And then it's almost like the, everything just changes and they say a sentence or two. And like you feel like the pitch of their voice is different. It's like the universe is talking to you, not just that person. And like you remember it for many years potentially to come, right? So it's like a message from the gods. And then once the message is delivered, that person just keeps going back to like talking normal again. And by the way, that person may be completely unaware that they're a messenger, but you would know. Because a messenger is somebody who is reminding you of something you already know. So they're, they're sent as helpers, right? For you to remember what you're supposed to be doing, what you're meant to be doing, the path you're meant to be on. So pay attention to those messages from the universe. And again, this is also the year where you get rewarded, right? So um, you could pay special attention. Even uh, it could be interesting to create a tally of all the things that you're getting from the universe just because in this year. Because that would all represent the gifts, the good karma, right? All the things that you can do more of. And by the way... During karmic years, 
The vein is, uh, the, not the vein, the veil. The veil is really thin and it's done very much intentionally. So a couple of things happen during these types of years. Essentially, all of your receptors, all your receiving centers are activated. So despite the fact that humanity is very logical as, you know, overall, uh, and is led by left brain, just logical brain, the mathematical brain. In in this upcoming year, all your other receiving centers are going to become activated to help you make better decisions so that you can finally heal your karmic patterns. So your heart is going to be very activated. Your emotions are going to be very activated. Your intuition is going to be very activated. Your spiritual body is going to be very activated. So it's going to be a lot easier for you to get messages and to get this intuitive hits and God feelings and all of this good stuff about everything that's going on. Because make no mistake, in order to transcend a pattern, you're going to have to act differently. And acting differently only comes from a shift in energy, right? That is why all of your centers are becoming incredibly, incredibly activated. Which is where we're getting a little bit to the energy of... Uh, to astrological planets, right? Because we've we kind of gone through numerology. Um, astrology of 22 is interesting. Um, again, like astrology is incredibly layered. Um, there's so many things we could look at um, that we don't even have time here. Uh, but I find two things probably worth mentioning. So there are two planets that are slow-moving planets in the in um, the solar system that we should probably pay attention to. One is Saturn, and the other one is Jupiter. So Jupiter is going to spend a lot of its time in the constellation in, in Pisces uh, this upcoming year. What does that mean? Uh, let's look at the at Pisces at the, at the um, sign of Pisces. So Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It's the twelfth sign. Starts with Aries, ends with Pisces. Pisces is thus, and therefore, probably the most complex of the zodiac signs because it contains within itself a little bit from each of the other zodiac signs. Pisces is also a very diverse sign, um, meaning there it has a full range. Uh, there's more of a range to Pisces than almost any other zodiac sign. So we are coming to completion, right? The 12th sign. Um, so energies of Jupiter, the energies of our growth and expansion, right? So Jupiter always points to how can we expand the most? And when Jupiter literally plants itself in Pisces, it tells you that your best way towards expansion is completion, the completion of cycles, right? And that is why I told you that there is going to be literally essentially that, do you remember that picture of like an island sinking and then you're going to have to swim? That thing is completion. You're going to have to say goodbye to enough of your patterns of the cycles. And again, let go. And that is confirmed both in the astrology of the year and the numerology of the year. So that is essentially double trouble, <laughs> right? A lot of completion. Now, this is not the year to build something anew. 
Does it mean that we cannot plant the seeds? No, absolutely not. Especially if you have good karma around creating something new or getting, let's say, a commission from spirit to create a masterpiece or something as part of your path here, then yes, absolutely, you're going to be successful. However, the energies of the year for the larger humanity are not necessarily conducive towards starting a lot of new things. Just because it's the crumbling. And when stuff is crumbling, it's impossible to build. Like you could build on land, but if that land is going to go down and get absorbed by the sea or the ocean, then whatever you build is going to be submerged. So not necessarily a very conducive time to build things that you want to stand tall and grow very, very large. The foundation is just not there yet. And last year I told you that there is a little bit of this tumultuous sea, tumultuous ocean type of situation until 2025. So the story here is don't go down with a ship. That's not what you're meant to do. This is a year of becoming a chameleon. This is a year of flexibility. You are meant to become flexible. You're meant to thrive through being flexible. Part of flexibility is surrender. They're not necessarily, you know, that far apart, right? They go hand in hand, surrender and being flexible. Because both are the energy of water, right? If you feel into the energy of surrender as an as a concept, it's kind of like you floating with your arms and feet outstretched in the middle of a vast ocean, just being one with the waters. But so is flexibility. Flexibility is the water energy. Flexibility is being able to bend, not break, which water does so, so well. So the water element is going to be incredibly, incredibly helpful for you next year. Pisces is a water sign, let's not forget. So drinking a lot of water, staying hydrated, eating juicy fruits, and in general, spending time by the water, um, taking longer showers, taking baths. So anything that is water-related, water supports, is really, really good for you. You don't want to be dehydrated, right? Now, coffee, tea doesn't count. Um, we, we want actual distilled water is, is what you want, right? Because coffee actually makes you more dehydrated, not more hydrated. Just wanted to put this out there. Same thing for sugary drinks, right? You don't want to pretend that Coca-Cola is water, because that is just not the case, right? So whenever you're feeling yourself, if you catch yourself not being flexible enough, work with the water element. There are a lot of rituals around working with water. Use and abuse them. You know, there are a lot of crystals that carry within themselves the energy of water. Moonstone is one. Aquamarine is another. Labradorite is yet another. Amazonite has the beautiful energies of water. So turquoise, by the way, as well, right? A lot of the lighter blue crystals would have that. So if you're feeling 
like you're about to snap like a twig or you you know you feel like you don't have the energies of water in your body then get yourself a crystal like that and literally um you can uh, rub it in in your palms right kind of like saturating first charging the crystal with your intention for flexibility and using the energy of water to help you get through the karmic lesson the karmic cycle and then they would essentially these crystals are going to act as your talismans um in the days to come when you're feeling too rigid or like when you don't know what decision to make you would just be able to take out the crystal clearly state what your question is or what you're struggling with in terms of decision making and get an answer so again the energies of water via crystal could be very helpful So that is Jupiter, right? So Jupiter is planted in Pisces. Um, Pisces is a very complex sign. This is it, it's it's and it also goes through the to the very very depth of water. Which means that this is also going to be a year of introspection for you, because you can't and you won't pass your karmic lessons unless you go really deep, unless you face the things about yourself you never really wanted to consider unless you do shadow work unless you come to terms with certain things within yourself that you never wanted to accept this is not about shallow rivers this is not about shallow surfaces this is not about getting away with stuff and shortcuts that is not the energies of the year the energy of the year is diving deep going deep seeing what's there shedding the light on all the things you don't know that you don't know. Through that, healing your karmic patterns. Yes. That's the energy of the Pisces. Now, like I said, your intuition may be at its all-time high. Neptune is also in Pisces, which is its home sign for a big chunk of the year. That's good news for intuition. That's good news for being able to understand and discern emotions of others. This is good news for empathy. Why is this pivotal? In the year where a lot of karmic relationships happen, empathy is critical. Being able to fully understand somebody is critical in healing those relationships or attracting them for that matter, right? Because it's not all doom and gloom it's also the good stuff right that's essentially the energy of jupiter being parked in pisces now look uh let's look at saturn my favorite um saturn saturn is um and please pardon part pardon um my quick disclaimer to saturn i'm saying this with as much love for you as a human being can have Saturn is the grumpy cat of the zodiac of, of the planetary system of the solar system. Um, so Saturn is actually um, planted in Aquarius for a big chunk of the year. Aquarius is all about freedom. Aquarius is all about innovation. Aquarius is kind of like the sign of, you know, unbound exploration and innovation and adventure but also it, it likes shaking things up 
And it doesn't really stand too much. It doesn't really care too much about convention or tradition. So it's in uh, like a true mover and shaker. It's true innovation sign. Now, it has gotten itself um, into the constriction of Saturn. Do you guys remember that Saturn has rings, right? The, essentially, Saturn points to constrictions, right? So the energies of air are going to be constricted. Aquarius is constricted uh, for the bulk of next year. What does this mean? Essentially, our chests are still constricted and constrained, right? So COVID, I hate to say, ain't going anywhere. Our lungs are still going to be targeted. Um, in other words, it's going to be harder for you to feel in control. It's going to be harder for you, potentially, to feel like you're able to move around as freely as you used to and make your own choices as much as you used to. Again, karmic payback. Nothing is random, you guys, right? So it's going to be harder to breathe with full lungs because of that. Because external constriction always implies internal constriction. When you don't feel empowered to do the things that you used to be able to do quite freely, it's going to manifest itself in your body, right? And that is how you can manifest disease in your body, right? So again, our chest areas, our lung areas are being constricted. Our chest areas being constricted is not necessarily great for the energies of the heart center, and the heart chakra opening up. So unfortunately, it's like one step forward, two steps back. We're not going to be able to make too much forward moving progress as a species and as humanity around opening our chests and opening our lungs to more life force and more love. Unfortunately, that's not in the cards. As well as Saturn is going to prevent us from making very big moves like innovative moves. Saturn wants you to work for it. So there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears put into things, right? That's what you get from karmic years. Um, and the only shortcuts really that you're going to get is white karma, right? So all the good stuff that you've already earned. By the way, you earned it. No thanks to this year, right? No thanks to this year. You earned it thanks to all of the other years that came before. By the way, this is a good litmus test. If you are sitting down at the very end of 2022 and you believe you had an amazing freaking phenomenal year, it's because you've been living a good life. You've dealt with your karmic lessons appropriately and you've created a lot of white karma for yourself. But the opposite may be true as well. And again, it's a litmus test. It is a very good identifier or sign how this year goes for you of you know, are you on track? How aligned are you? Right. And maybe you should make certain changes. It's going to be very blatantly clear. Right. So again, the air is a little constricted by Saturn. Our forward forward movement is a little bit constricted. Um, the energies of Sagittarius are also coming front and center. So there is that need, that yearning for adventure, that yearning for travel. Um, however, I don't feel our Sagittarius being fully satisfied in year 2022. So essentially, um, on the energetic level, this is going to feel like the Sagittarius. Because you, you know Sagittarius, you know, they, they, it has like this bone and arrow. And essentially, it's all about hitting a target. So I see the Sagittarius. And, you know, imagine we are all... And this is just an... Uh, bear with me because this is just a metaphor. This is a, an analogy for how certain things may feel in the next year. 
is this energy of Sagittarius, which actually look, looks as follows. You have this man, half man, half horse, which represents Sagittarius, trying to hit a target. By the way, it knows exactly what it wants. It knows exactly what the target is. And so it shoots an arrow, but I don't see the arrow hitting the target. So the arrow somehow just either fizzles out, goes in a completely weird direction, nobody knows what happens with the arrow, and then the Sagittarius is like, it's a little disappointed by the result. So what does this tell me? A couple of things. There's a little bit of restlessness and that need to escape next year. Duh, because enough of humanity has accumulated all this bad karma. And by the way, the last thing that humanity loves to do is deal with their bad baggage. That is not what humanity loves to do. So when you're being forced into a year where you must face the consequences of your actions, that is a completely uncomfortable place to be for a lot of you. What would that do? That would activate your Sagittarius, the escapist, the, the one that does not want to be present for all the hard work. Escapism has many shapes and forms and sizes. It could be, well, I don't know, let's binge, binge, watch, binge watch TV or let's get into the whole VR situation and, I don't know, play games all day. Or, I don't know, let's just keep traveling and, you know, anytime we feel compelled to think about our own life and, you know, the turmoil that's happening, why don't we just go away for the weekend or just, like, do some traveling or do anything to escape? Um, or even altered consciousness states, right? If we're using this as a means of escaping and not a sacred ritual and not a rite of passage, then it is not used correctly. So there's going to be a lot of that. Like Sagittarius is going to come front and center trying to save you from this. The problem is it's not able to hit the target. So there is going to be a lot of busy work around trying to escape, but failing to do so. And then there's going to be some frustration based on that. And again, like I said, there are years where you can escape and there are years where you can't. And just happens so that next year you won't be able to. I'm just saying. So maybe I can save you some trouble. And we can just skip the drama and get on with the agenda, which is why don't we complete the karmic loop? Why don't we shed all the layers that no longer belong? Right, this is kind of like the equivalent of snake shedding the old layer of her skin. That skin no longer belongs to the snake. There is nothing else that that skin can do for the snake. Now, the snake knows it, and so it sheds the layers. Humans, being beings that are infinitely more complex on some, on some level, don't always want to shed their skin. And so very often, they walk in layers upon layers of old skin that should have been shed a long time ago, but hasn't been for one reason or another. And it actually could become quite comical to watch for the, for the ones that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, right? So there, um, that's the year. Um, I wanted to take some questions from the collective, maybe, uh, based on anything that I said, potentially maybe something wasn't 
clear enough. So just wanted to clarify if need be. So um, as long as your question serves a collective, you can ask me now. I'm here to receive the question. How do I, the question is this, how do I know if something is karmic and that this is indeed my karmic pattern, let's say like a karmic relationship, or it's just something that is kind of like life as usual? Interesting question. Um, now, obviously, it is impossible that every single thing that's going to happen to you in the next year is going to be karmic payback. Um, it's, it's just impossible because there's also the factor of you meeting a bunch of random people. There is not one litmus test. That there's no one surefire way of telling whether something is, you know, karmic or not. There are certain ways that you can you could tell. Sometimes feeling a deja vu, especially when it relates to next year, could be a sign of something karmic. Um, if you feel like if a person feels very familiar, good familiar or bad familiar, if we're talking about relationships. That's generally a sign. If you feel like you've seen this movie before, in whatever way, shape, or form, like it could be like, I don't know why men always leave me. Or I don't know why my, you know, my kid and I always have a fight about this particular thing and we never seem to, be, you know, be able to work through this. Or some people, I don't know, some people could experience losing things all the time. Whatever that is. If you feel like whatever happened, you can put in a sentence uh, that says something along the lines of I always do X or X always happens to me or I am frustrated with X always being in my life or something like that, you know you are facing a karmic pattern. If something causes a very, very deep emotion for you in 2022, like really deep, chances are somehow it's pulling the karmic strings. Um... When you hit the highest highs and the lowest lows, that's how you know you hit the karmic thing. And when stuff happens out of the left field completely, whether good or bad, that's how you know it's karmic. Things that feel kind of middle of the road, average, they're probably like the decorations. It, it's like, think of a play, you know, in the play you have characters, like the play that we go to, to see in the theater, you know, you have your principal actors, you have your your extras, and then you have furniture and, you know, all, all the, like, the interior design of the room that what, what the happening is happening, if that makes sense. Um, you, you know, es essentially, year 2022 cannot be without furniture. You are going to have filler material. You aren't going to have filler people. You're going to have to, you're going to have filler circumstance, obviously, because it's a long period of time for a lot of people, right? Now, if that feels middle of the road, probably not anything karmic. Now, the good news about karmic years is that you often spend them um, solidifying the old karma, or clearing the old karma and not necessarily accumulating new karma. So that's good news. It's actually really hard, comparatively speaking, given the priorities of the year, to accumulate a whole slew of new new karmic knots. So that's the good news. 
from that perspective, this year is clean, clean and clear. It's like the reset. Yeah, that's a real, actually, it's a really, really good analogy. Think of it as a reset. So if you play your cards right, you're going to end up with all of your debts zeroed out, right? Like it's not good to carry things on your balance sheet, if you know what I mean, for those people that understand business analogies. You kind of want to drop them when it's time to drop them, whether that's good or bad, whether it's assets or liabilities, you know, you don't want to be carrying too much of that weight, right? So that's why I say this is the, the year of zeroing things out. The universe itself is trying to release itself from baggage. Like, so imagine, right? Like if planet Earth is trying to move forward, right? Like a good analogy is going to be a rocket that's trying to take into space. The rocket needs all of this momentum to be able to bypass the magnetic field of planet Earth. However, the lighter it is, the less momentum it needs. Now, we as humanity may not be cognizant of all the baggage and the weight that our karma has energetically, mentally, emotionally, physically, etc., etc. But planet Earth does because planet Earth, Gaia, is actually very sensitive to all of these energies. So the more you can release, declutter, let go, shed, the easier it is for her to make the jump. So do her a solid and do some work, do some inner work. She's going to thank you later. Okay, I wanted to see if there's another question from the collective uh, on this topic, hopefully. Uh, anything you wanted to know about 2022, um, anything that wasn't unclear, I'm, um, I'm happy to receive. Okay, the question is, you said that this is not necessarily going to be a resourceful year to start new projects. I was planning on starting the new company, so do I not start it now? The answer is no. Chances are, again, nothing is random in the cosmos. Nothing, nothing is random in the universe. If you feel cold to start something in year 2022, somehow karmically you're meant to. Not all the time, but very often you are. It's either, you know, something that you're, you came here. So like it's a mission that you committed, like a sacred contract that you have. Or sometimes you creating something is actually karmic payback for towards somebody else. And what I mean by that is, I don't know, maybe a bad example, but let's say that there have been factories that like chemical factories that have been dumping things in rivers. Hypothetical example. And you are the company that is a new company that is creating either some smart filtering device that's going to completely eradicate or somehow transform these chemicals into something that's usable and not a byproduct. And, you know, um, maybe you would be funded by some volunteers or what have you. Your company could essentially come as karmic payback to all of those companies that have been dumping things. Especially if, you know, your emergence somehow ruffles their feathers because very often, you know, companies that are incumbents don't take newcomers that, I don't know, can do something better very well or very lightly, right? So you may ruffle some feathers. But in other words, there are going to be a lot of companies that are going to be birthed as a response, a karmic response, a payback to all the other companies that have not been doing right by the collective, by the collective, right? 
So if you're called to create a company, especially if it has some social aspect or something along the lines of service to other people, very often that means that you are being used as an instrument to help somebody pay back their karmic debt. Quick example. Let's say there is a person that's meant to go and start their own business. But they're working. They're working under a, a boss. That, And they're working under a boss. Like, let's say that this person, instead of starting their own business, they don't have what it takes. They don't have the guts or what have you. They're stuck at this job instead of starting their own company. You know, and they're kind of complaining, but they're also not leaving. Sometimes... You know, the boss needs to be the karmic tool and fire the employee. Although at face value, firing somebody is hurting them. But in this particular case, it's actually doing this employee a favor. Because if they get fired or laid, laid off or what have you, they're going to be forced to think what's next. And maybe that is the catalyst that they need to finally go and start their company. Because if they can be fired from a company that they hate, might as well go for the thing that they really want to. If you can fail the thing that you hate or you don't like, may as well go for the thing that you truly want, right? In this particular case, the boss is the karmic tool, right? They are doing, performing, essentially a sacred service. Very often, these kinds of people in this in this case, the boss, right? They have sacred contracts uh, that they're meant to do something for the other person, like firing them or doing something that's seemingly not very nice, but serves a big, big, big purpose, right? So this is just like a quick example. So also know that in this year, you're going to be called to serve as a karmic tool, right? The universe is going to invite you to help other people transcend their karma. And that's kind of like a really, really beautiful thing to notice, right? So if you're called to do something this year, do it, right? Because that could be your karma. And that could be you helping another person transform their own or their karma. In other words, going back to the question that was asked from the collective, if you feel truly called to start the company, the answer is start the company. If you feel called to start the family, start the family, right? Because again, this could be a part of this year of taking the tally of things, right? Yes, as a general rule, this is not a very resourceful year to build something new. That is why very often, you know, what you would probably shouldn't be expecting is for year 22, for things to grow rapidly. Uh, if it's like a new, if it's an upstart. Like if it's a new startup, like, I don't know, two days old, the growth is not going to be so quick and easy. Again, unless somehow it ties into the topic of the year. If that is karma, then yes. But in general, not a very resourceful year to, you know, grow businesses from small to large. It's just going to be some conflicting energies. Let's just put it that way. All right. Um, I think I have time for one more question. Um, I mean, um, it's, well, yeah, uh, anything that you wanted to know around the topic, maybe let's not dive too far away from it. I'm ready to receive the question. 
The question is, so essentially, the person is wondering, how did I single out Sagittarius, Pisces, and Aquarius? And, you know, is it true then that really every year has, you know, like a zodiac sign? Now, according to the law of correspondences, everything corresponds to something else. In other words, we can take a particular energy and condense it to an object. That is why, you know, I, I used numerology because the energy of 2022 was condensed to number six. We could cert- certainly condense other energies to a zodiac. I could have explained to you what the year would be um, using a fruit analogy if I wanted to. Because weirdly speaking, there are correspondences for everything. There is, you know, the correspondence of a fruit is actually a banana. <laughs> I mean, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you. I, I just chose to use the zodiac sign and ast- astrology and numerology as the tools to tell you what the year is going to be all about. It was just a preference of mine. Like I said, I could have used a banana. Why a banana? Because a banana is, you know, you could have the, um, the shell of the banana, what the right word is, I forgot, never mind. And you can slip on it. You can slip on the banana and, you know, that would be your karmic payback. Or you can peel off the banana and eat it and that is going to be your lunch, right? And that is how the analogy of the banana is extremely perfect for the energy of next year. You know, I could have described this as a banana. I could have described the energy of the banana, oh, sorry, of next year as, okay, well, um, maybe... The year, actually, U.S. is not like a terrible analogy of, you know, the the colonization of of the continent, right? Because, yes, essentially, the folks that migrated here were running away from the rule of Great Britain. So they were running away from slavery, essentially, and they were trying to build a better world. And a lot of the people that didn't have the rights that they wanted to have in Europe and didn't have the promise in the old world, you know, were inspired to come here and create it here, right? So part of it was the running away from the regime that didn't work, but also how the new, um, you know, republic was built uh, was, you know, made on blood, blood on a lot of the natives, right? So there you have that karma. And essentially the U.S. is still paying it back, right? So there's always payback for everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Eventually, karma is going to catch on with you. Whether that is dark karma, light karma, something in between, it is the law of cause and effect, one of the main laws of this matrix and of the universe. And, you know, it's neither a good or a bad law. It just is, right? So, again... When you're asking me why did I, you know, um, why did I use the zodiac signs um, as, you know, a means of explaining it, I just picked a correspondence. Um, I could have picked anything else. I could have described to you the energies of the year via a Nordic pantheon of gods or a Greek pantheon of gods. Again, I could have described it through so many, many different things. I just felt that, that, you know, astrology and numerology just gets us there faster. Plus, it's a personal preference. Now. Every year could have the energy of one sign. 
And if I were to name one sign, I would say Pisces is probably the energy of 2022. However, it is a large period of time. And so it's partially Sagittarius, partially Aquarius, but constrained. Both are constrained energies. And then Pisces, that's going 12 layers deep, right? Going to the 12th layer, um, diving deep. It needs to deal and cleanse and heal and mend before humanity can be ready for bigger and better things. Okay. I hope that this was helpful for you. If this was helpful for you, feel free to share this with your friends or whoever in your life needs to hear this. Because, because it's a lot easier to know what you're walking into and understand that certain things are kind of like above and beyond your control. Instead of catching yourself in the moment when the world starts to crumble, thinking there is something wrong with you or you did something wrong and now you don't know uh, how to act from there, right? So hopefully this, this episode provided you with perspective. Hopefully it's going to be an infer- like food for thought, right? Food for thought. And it, you know, it's ammunition, It's essentially a shield to help you uh, go into battle prepared, right? Because 2022 is no joke. Not going to lie. It's a no joke year. You cannot sit on the sidelines. You cannot be on the bleachers pretending you're not an active participant. That is not the energies of 2022. We're all going all in in 2022. The good news is if we play our cards right, We're going to release a lot of our individual karma, a lot of our collective karma, a lot of our familial karma. So the going is going to be easier. So declutter, de-stash, reset your energies, get back into your state of zero. The energy of water is your great helper for next year. So drink, drink up. (laughs) Hopefully this was helpful. Uh, I'm sending you so much light and love, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please visit thisismaria.com for more insights and offerings from Maria and Sergey. It is T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A.com. We hope to see you in future episodes.